following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-LAW-RADIO. Denise, that is what? 855-529-7234. Give us a call or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. I'm Fred Penny, your host with uh, Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks, my co-host. We're talking about all areas of law. Remember, uh, seek uh, local counsel. We're talking about general topics. Do not try to use what we tell you today. In a court of law, even though we're pretty smart, it's not a smart thing to do. Remember, we're the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative. That's what's important. Sometimes informative radio show on earth other than those wonderful, beautiful, entertaining, late-night alien shows. So uh, that's what's important. Hey, li- listen, a couple of things we got to remember is uh, next week we miss Denise, but uh, we like to fill in sometimes, and Denise is going to be gone next week. Please join us next week for a special guest, Mark uh, Altamos from uh, Cohen Feely, Altamos, and Rambo is the law firm. And I'm going to ask him why Rambo's not coming in the studio, but uh, we're going to have Mark on. (laughs) Uh, We're also, uh, interesting, Monday morning, I will be uh, at KMED 1440 AM in uh, Medford, Oregon uh, on their morning show they're going to interview me and then in the afternoon around 12 between 12 and 1 on the on the noon show at KYKN 14 uh, 30 a.m. I believe it's 14:30 Salem Oregon I will be there uh, they'll be interviewing me about Radio Law Talk so Oregon is going to have a bunch of Fred Penny Uh, coming up on Monday. So be prepared, those of you in Oregon, to shut your radio off. You know, that's (laughs) you're 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 talking to somebody who grew up in Oregon. I know, and you wish you were with me. I went to Medford High School till my tenth grade. Well Grants Pass, Oregon. We're in Grants Pass. We're on a station there and and I'm gonna find it right now because I I don't want to forget the uh, the name of the Grants Pass. We got we got such a big list it takes me a while to find it, but we're gonna find uh, and Grants Pass, the oh, Grants Pass, KCMD 99.3 FM in Grants Pass. So we're all around your hometown, Denise, and yeah. we love... Well, my hometown is Eugene. That's true, but you, you know all of Oregon. I mean, that's I you. you. You're an Oregon duck, correct? I'm a, I'm a duck alumni, and... Um, what about the ones that, are, that uh, don't like you, the... The beavers. The beavers, yeah. Well, I can tell you something off off air. Corvallis. Okay. All right. <laughs> where, where my uncle, I can't say it where on my the uncle air. Uncle was a professor for many years. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I like Oregon State. Yeah. Oregon State's a beautiful, uh, beautiful college. I like their football programs. I tell I tell you what I like about Oregon State. Oregon State, the Ducks have the coolest uniforms. Even my wife, who's not a fan of really sports, she's not a big sports, she always talks about, wow, their uniforms are always new and different. And it's because, obviously, Nike sponsors them, and that's where Nike's headquarters are. But they have the nicest uniforms pretty much in all the NCAA football. And that's Oregon, not Oregon State. Oregon State's yes. the Beavers, right? No, that's what I said. That's I said, oh, yeah. I said yeah. University. Yeah. I said University of Oregon. Okay, so yeah, I'll make University sure we're clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the other guys don't have as much money because uh, <laughs> Nike isn't there for them. I don't know. Does Nike help sponsor Oregon State? I don't know. They, they, no, 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 no. They're they're really Oregon. Yeah, they're the Ducks, and, and that has actually been documented as being a big recruiting tool for athletes Going to Oregon is the gear that they get You're right. because they play for the Ducks and because Nike sponsors them. And they look great. I'm telling you, they have the best uniforms. I love them. And speaking of gear, I'd like to plug NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers donated latest state-of-the-art concussion-proof helmets to all of three high schools in the Chico area where he played high school football. And, and also to his former alma mater. Um, Butte College or Cal. Either Butte Cal. College or it Cal. Was Cal. Too. It was Cal. He just got these mm-hmm. helmets, and, and you know, of course, they had the Paradise Fire. They had all that stuff. He just he donated all those helmets. I think it's a big deal. He yeah. had a rough yeah. day. He had a rough day at the Monday night Monday night football game. Uh, thir- uh, was but it, it worked, Monday night? But it worked out okay. Yeah, they won. Yeah. They, they, played, they played the Bears. Yeah. All I know is I watched the game, and whoo, yeah. yeah. it was rough on offense uh, offenses both sides. But uh, we're going to talk about the El Paso Walmart shooting. Uh, the survivors are now suing Walmart. 
the San Francisco Pier killing case of Kate Stein. There is something going on there you have to hear about. And we we got to talk about our Bud Light and Miller Coors corn syrup lawsuits latest <laughs> ruling by the judges. You got to hear this. I love that. And we're going to make sure we cover it this second hour. But uh, before we do all that, we do our most important thing, which is case or no case. And Cal, roll case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. You know, all this talk of mascots and all that stuff just plays so perfectly into what our case or no case is for this hour. You remember Tony the Tiger, the mascot for Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes, the guy who said, they're great. Remember that? I loved it. Okay. Remember Exxon and their mascot, the Exxon Tiger? Well, in this case or no case, the Kellogg Company said the Exxon Tiger was too similar to Tony the Tiger. Even though both Tigers have been emblematic of their respective brands for more than 30 years, Kellogg, for some reason, all of a sudden felt threatened by Tony the Tiger, concerned that children would mistake the gas station cat for the beloved beast on their cereal box. So after all of that, Kellogg sought legal counsel to see if they could protect their aged trademark from Exxon's Tiger. And I ask you, case or no case? And since Fred went for his last time, Mr. Kunin, you are up to bat. And Denise, you're on deck. All right. So it is Kellogg suing allegedly Exxon for the Confucians, that was expressing that? concern that okay. Exxon, because Exxon's to, uh, tiger in the tank came after Tony the tiger. All right, I am going to say yes. This is a case. Okay. And you probably want an outcome. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no outcome yet, still pending. But the the jurisdiction for this would be the Trademark Appeals Board. And so it's when I say a case, it's not that they filed one in a court. They filed it through in front of the appropriate adjudicator Proper of channel. these yes. things. Mm-hmm. And it is with the um, – well, I just had it right there – the Trademark Appeals Board, and it's still pending. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Well, Denise, what say you? I do not know why I'm in agreement with Todd. <laughs> Again, I really try hard not to, like, get in his head. Um, well, he you gets take in yours all the time. So, <laughs> so it's okay. Okay. Tra- there is there's a trademark. Um, there is a trademark court too, right. and there's an appellate court too, and it, it, st- it stems out of the trademark. You know what? I'm gonna say no case. Good one. We can do something different. Now let's do yeah. something different. Yeah, okay, no fine. Case. You're entitled. All right. To do am that. I up? I believe you are. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I think I know why this is going on. You're saying I don't. You're like I don't know why this is going on right now. But I tell you because I believe uh, I know enough about trademarks to get myself in trouble. It's a 30-year run, and I think it's coming up due the trademark, and therefore they have to fight this now. So I think it is a case because the trademark is running on Tony the Tiger. And uh, I believe that is a case, and the winner is exactly what Todd said, is it's pending. We don't know yet. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty fascinated by all of that. Denise <laughs> oh, says Yeah, yeah. Denise, I'll tell you right now. Denise almost agreed with Todd, so we almost had synchronicity on our <laughs> oh, opinion. All there, I know is I is, uh, love, love cornflakes. And I'll tell you, when I grew up, we had no, not cornflakes, I mean frosted, frosted flakes. flakes. We had no money, Cal. No money growing up. And when once a month, mom would buy either Captain Crunch or or um, or uh, Frosted Flakes, and my in a big huge container, yeah, right? Yeah, and my mom, <laughs> my brother would would run down first and eat it, and he was eating the last part of the bowl. I still remember that. And I said, "That's not fair." He goes, "What are you gonna do?" And he put it in his mouth and spit it back in and said. That's mine now. I'm going to eat the last bowl. He goes, you want it? I said, sure. And I took it, and I walked over, and I dumped it down the drain. Oh, oh man. That was an actual fact when I grew up. My brother, who is now a judge. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> well, at least he had a wise way of settling a dispute. <laughs> we'll have more. Case or no case, the outcome of this coming up after this on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. So ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose, online, with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Tony the Tiger, they're great. I love Frosted Flakes. Yep. Oh, my gosh, and I'm on a diet, so I can't eat Frosted Flakes. But <laughs> my two favorite cereals, and this is, we're not plugging anyone, is Frosted Flakes and Captain Crunch. You just can't <laughs> beat those two. And so here we are. We got Tony the Tiger. I think the uh, you know their their uh, trademarks running, but uh, they bring a lawsuit. Kellogg's does against Exxon's Tiger, saying, "Look, you, it's too close to the Tony the Tiger, and uh, for a trademark issue." And uh, the question is, is it a case? And if so, uh, who wins? We have Denise said. 
just threw her arms up. She was going to, she just could not agree with, with Todd. I, I get that. And she said, no case. <laughs> Todd <laughs> said, case. I hope Denise wins just to, just to throw it at Todd. Too. I kind of wanted, you know, I, just, I want my boys are weird thing. Uh, yeah. And then Todd said, case. And uh, right now it's pending, so yes. we don't know. And I followed uh, you, Todd, and said, case, uh, but pending. Because I think the uh, it, it all comes down to trademarks coming due. On. You know that's that's really smart. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, By the way, the case was uh, uh, filed in 2006. Boys are so weird. I'm just going to play that for you now, Denise. Right. It's not a harbinger of anything. I'm just playing it because I know you like to hear it. I do. That's the one that I relate all to right. the most. Okay, Tell us. For those of you who say this was not okay. a case, all please right. raise your hand, and I thank you for that. And oh, oh boy. Denise. Oh, boy. 2006. Now, in the original bringing this to the district court, Exxon said, how could we infringe on Kellogg's rights because the parties have coexisted for decades? The district court thought the same thing dismissing Kellogg's claims on the conclusion that Kellogg, as a matter of law, had acquiesced to Exxon's use of the tiger. However, the appellate court disagreed. Reinstated it. They finding that Kellogg's claims were entitled to proceed, the court held that the theory of progressive encroachment could explain and justify Kellogg's failure to take action earlier. Because it slowly encroached. Yeah, slowly encroached. Kellogg argued that Exxon's expansion in the 1990s into the sale of non-petroleum products under its cartoon tiger mark, food and beverages, represented an, a, a usurpation of their of their uh, copyrighted yeah. item. Now, Art good. I two, see. 2006, so what happened? Good question, right? I could not find a court-based outcome to this case. Settled. But, it's settled. Probably. But here's what happened. Exxon stopped using the tiger. Kellogg has just barely now started reintroducing Tony the Tiger uh, to market the sugar-frosted flakes. But Exxon no longer uses a tiger in your tank or any of that stuff as their mm. marketing. So I suspect, again, just based on empirical evidence, my guessing, because I really, I mean, I searched. Maybe you got better. I don't have LexisNexis, so I couldn't find a real outcome. Or I Westlaw. Yeah, but I suspect that Exxon and Kellogg said, you know what? Because remember, Exxon became Esso, and then because they had the Exxon Valdez thing, and they kind of rebranded themselves a little bit. So now Exxon no longer uses the Tiger. So I'm I'm expecting that part of that may have been due to the court case. Did it used rate. to be called? Okay, I'm looking up old images of Frosted Flakes. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, now you said the word sugar. Everything they're taking out, like Sugar Smacks. Remember Sugar they Smacks? They don't call them that anymore. They don't. They call them Honey Smacks. Right. High energy smacks. Yeah, and then no Honey Smacks because the word sugar is bad now in nowadays society. Yeah, and I love the uh, Calvin and Hobbes where they call them <laughs> chocolate sugar frosted buzz bombs. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no. I. Yeah. Like, so. Did they, did they used to call them, if you guys know, it's 855-LAW-RADIO, if you can help us. Did they used to call them sugar, frosted flakes? I don't know. I'm looking it up right I'm now. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, yep, here it is. I'm looking at a 1953 box. Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. You bet. You and bet. they pulled that off, and now it just says Frosted Flakes. Yep. And I'm like, I, I want to know, do you like them when they're crunchy or do you like the crunchy. milk to make them Ooh, soggy? No, no. And see, Ooh. I'm the opposite. I, I've been the opposite my whole life. I, I wait till it gets soft Ooh, in the milk. That grosses me out. I throw it out. Seriously. <laughs> if I don't eat it fast and when they're crunchy, and it's, I just throw them out. So uh, quick cracked legal research here. Go tell me how it came out. Where do you have uh, it? Up it with? says here, this is from zeal, Z-E-L-L-E dot com. Okay. Uh, soon after the district court's rulings on Kellogg's dilution claims, where they said it could go, the parties settled the case. Okay, but, it's, but it did go to the sixth appellate. It did go to yes. the sixth appellate, so they did settle after that. Okay, like I, so yeah, I do they yeah. get two points? One. Only one. 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 I, I said it was still pending, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. One each. So okay, each well, we, we do know one thing. It's called Frosted Flakes and not Sugar Frosted Flakes anymore. And I'm happy for Tony the Tiger. He is my friend. Yep, and that is case or no case Thank for you. this hour. Hey, we need to. Uh, here's an issue. Okay, I knew this. The Walmart shooting in El Paso, the first. Now that the, the lawsuits have not officially been filed, but they're saying they're filing them. Now, guess what the argument is? And remember, Walmart just came down recently. Yeah, I got two. Walmart just came down and said they're going to stop selling handgun ammunition 
and has asked customers to no longer open carry in its stores, even though you have a concealed weapon. And they're not selling the 223 right. or other rounds commonly used in multi-fire semi-automatic right. type weapons. So basically, right, but they're the, still selling regular guns and, reg- and rifles and sh- um, uh, hunting. And like 30-06 ammo, but they're not selling yeah. stuff that would be commonly used in what they would call an assault-style weapon. Okay, so Got they've it. done all that, but guess what? They're still getting sued anyway. So we've got the issue of, and this is the argument that happens a lot. As a plaintiff's lawyer, I know this is an argument. The argument is, did Walmart, was it foreseeable this would happen at Walmart? And the question is, did you have adequate security to thwart it, not necessarily from the beginning, or thwart this act the minute it started occurring? And the argument for these families and these individuals that of the people who have died and or the individuals that are still seriously injured is they did not have adequate security. And even if they did have security, they weren't armed security. So therefore, these walls are, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about here. This is just starting out, but I want to bring that up. Well, I thought, oh, the interesting thing is that they're not suing for money. They're actually suing for, for declaratory of relief. For right? now. Well, that's probably Come true. On. Oh, they'll, ta- oh, they'll take the money. Oh, they're not I suing for money. Did oh, yeah, that's, that was funny. Did you fall for that, Denise? That was funny. <laughs> I did. Yes, you're right. Right now, they're so suing just for de- declaratory oh, yeah. relief. They're suing for the discovery. Money. Yeah. 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 We I, don't want the I'm money. I'm sure money's not going to come up. <laughs> Whatever. All right, we'll talk about the Bud Light uh, and the uh, Miller Coors argument and the case. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is Radio Law Talk, and there's much more to come. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on RadioLawTalk.com as well. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey. He's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Are you serious? Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. In February, if you watch the uh, wonderful Super Bowl, probably one of the best commercials and funniest commercials was in ancient times that shows the Bud Light people cruising around with those big, huge, you know, barrel full of corn syrup. Let us take it to yeah. them at once. Listen. Put it on pause for a second. Put it on pause for a second, Cal. So what they're doing is uh, taking, those of you who haven't seen it and are living under a rock, taking this corn syrup around, it was, quote, it was accidentally delivered to the old Bud Light castle, and they're taking it to Coors and Miller's castle, saying, isn't this your corn syrup? And they argue they are not. They don't have corn syrup in Bud Light. Go ahead and play the clip. Um, my king, this corn syrup was just delivered. That's not ours. We don't brew Bud Light with corn syrup. Miller Light uses corn syrup. Let us take it to them at once. It shows them going across the mountain. If did happen, we'd eat the wizard first, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, brewers of Miller Light, we received your corn syrup by mistake. That's not our corn syrup. We received our shipment this morning. You're joking. Try the Coors Light Castle. They also use corn syrup. <laughs> you guys see it, this old, old medieval. Can you smoke outside? Oh, brewers of Coors Light, is this corn syrup yours? Well, well, well. Looks like the corn syrup has come home to be brewed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. So anyway, that commercial alone has sparked lawsuits galore between Coors and Miller and Bud Light. Now, how this occurs is during the fermenting process, apparently Coors and Miller do use a corn syrup type base, but it's during the fermenting process. So there's no corn syrup, uh, uh, you know, I'm given the overall general picture, in the beer. 
It's just for the fermenting process, where apparently Bud Light doesn't do that. But still, they're claiming and arguing that Bud Light's misleading the consumer in thinking that they have corn syrup in their beer, which it's not in the beer. It's just in the fermenting process. Therefore, they sued. And here's the most interesting thing about this whole thing. Guess what? So Miller and Coors win this part of the lawsuit that we're thinking, wow, it's a huge hit on Bud Light who says they're going to appeal. And Miller and Coors win. And the, and the court said it was a Wisconsin federal judge said they have a certain amount of time to take the word no corn syrup off their packages. That's Bud Light's packages because it insinuates the other guys, Miller and Coors, have corn syrup. Now, that alone, legal argument, I don't follow that, Your Honor. I don't follow that because that, that why can't Miller and Coors put we have no corn syrup on ours too on their labeling? But the weird thing is, is the judge said that insinuates your competitors have it on theirs. I'm like, what? I mean, that is the weirdest thing. And then to top it off, let me finish my final point. Yeah. <laughs> to top it off, no, go ahead. Top it off, what's the big issue there? So he tells them to take it off. I'll let Denise Well, he tells, he tells them to take it off their packaging, but he says you guys can use the rest of the labels that you've got. You know, so he, he, he takes away that... Um, that penalty, if you will. And then they leave the underlying um, Bud Light commercial that was played at the Super Bowl in place. There's and the no, judge, no judge says, okay, judge says you can keep doing that. It's kind of a weird decision. Now, I, I'm okay with that part of the ruling because when you watch the commercials, at least in the commercials, they say not brewed with, and the fermentation process is part of the brewing process. So there's a little bit more information versus just putting no corn syrup on your package, which would, I, I agree with them that it tends to insinuate that others have it in there, but so does fat-free. You know, fat-free tends to, when, when the first Diet Coke came out that was sugar-free or the first yeah. beverage came out, um, if others wanted to do that, they could go ahead and put a product out there that said sugar-free. It's called competition in the marketplace. And, oh my gosh, shocker, somebody Somebody would do a commercial that led others to think something about another product in the marketplace might be inferior. Oh, my. Say it isn't so. That's yeah. just the market for crying out loud. And I agree. And that's why it's like so bizarre to me to say that saying no corn syrup on your packaging is insinuating all the other competition have corn syrup. That just to me is a bizarre ruling. I'm I, sorry. I see this. I see this ruling as a ripe freedom of speech issue in advertising. Saying, look, the court cannot limit their ability to say no corn syrup. Anybody else? You guys can go put it on your package too. And, and, and see, I agree with that because they don't brew it with corn syrup. I mean, they they do have a, a different product. Yeah, so you nailed it. If they're telling the truth, why is that a problem? Right, truth is an What's absolute What's wrong with defense. the truth? Right. <laughs> well, well, Miller Miller Light has said, or uh, Bud Light has said that they can they're gonna they vowed to continue to make this a case, mm -hmm. and they are gonna continue to push forward. Interestingly enough, apparently this issue actually nixed a joint marketing agreement that Miller and Anheuser Busch had together for future commercials where they're going to kind of compete. You've seen this in other advertising, especially during the Super Bowl. There was one where the guy kept showing up in other commercials and stuff. And that kind of nixed that. But my thought is, well, if you can get your product in the public eye by filing a lawsuit, maybe you're doing it as well. We've kind of seen that happen with copyright lawsuits and with all sorts of things. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of advertising juice to filing a lawsuit, isn't there? Well, especially in the in the uh, music industry where we had the Stairway to Heaven. Exactly. And who's what's the, what's the name of the other one? Spirit. 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 I mean. I, Who'd ever heard of that yeah. before this? Now, you look at Spirits, uh, if you go to their YouTube, it's like a million one views, which probably had five views. <laughs> it was like, who knew about Spirit until now? I'll tell you, just on that this issue, is Spirit, by the way. on that issue alone, you listen to the, the Katy Perry song that was allegedly infringed. You listen to Farrell and all this for stealing a beat, for stealing this. Go back and listen to Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good, all right?
and then listen to uh, Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys, they are identical from the intro. The only thing different is the lyrics. It is amazing that here you've got these multi-million dollar lawsuits because they're kind of similar, substantially similar, whatever. And here's Chuck Berry over there that has it has had his songs infringed on so much and has never gotten a dime yeah. from that. But, but I think he had some kind of conversation with the Beach Boys about that at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I think he even taught them the lick on the guitar. My, I read that somewhere anyway. Well, here's it, Chuck Berry's version. Right? Yeah. So is this a copyright lawsuit? That's the question. And, and people might recognize this from uh, Back to the Future as right. the song that right. Marty McFly played at the dance. Yeah. And then, you know, when you go over and listen to Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys Same thing. Yeah. about the girl who got her daddy's car choosing to the hamburger stand now. Right, right, right. You yeah. know, but anyway, and, anyway, that's a lot. We could go on and on about the, the copyright stuff. But, yeah, see, same thing. Same thing. So technically, and this one I bet you five bucks. They made a lot more money on this one than Chuck Berry made on his. Uh, at the time, but I think Chuck Berry's has probably stood the test of time That's more. That's true, too, yeah. and I agree. Anyway, we're going to talk about, we're going to move on from the copyright stuff and talk about uh, the court reversing. Uh, there's one conviction uh, against the the uh, Garcia. His name is Jose Inez Garcia Zarte. Zarate. 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 Now, here, this is, let, let's, let's backtrack. This is the case where this beautiful young lady, Kate Stein... Steinle. Steinle? Is yeah, it Steinle? St- yes. Oh, Steinle, yeah, you're right. S-T-E-I-N-L-E. Steinle, right. uh, obviously Stein is German, but uh, but Kate Steinle is doing nothing but just relaxing and enjoying with her father a, a, a stroll out on the pier in San Francisco. And uh, all of a sudden this bullet hits her in the back and she dies. So what happened, the, the, the facts are that apparently there was uh, an individual that worked for the, uh, which was it? What, which department was it? The, Bureau of Land Management, I yeah, think. Yeah, U.S. Like Bureau, Bureau yeah, U.S. Land Management ranger who reported his gun stolen from his car that was parked in San Francisco. Well, the, apparently there was a gun that was sitting wrapped up in some sort of a, it's like a t-shirt shirt or mm-hmm. something, T-shirt, and this individual, this Jose, grabs it and supposedly allegedly didn't have it, but it's for a few seconds, and it discharges. It doesn't even hit her. It hits a wall and ricochets and then hits her. So he's found not guilty of killing her. And the big issue here, it's a political issue because he was, what, five times he was deported um, from the United States um, as to Mexico a, to Mexico because he wasn't legally in the state in the in the state of California. So here's the issue: they found him on one charge guilty, and that was gun possession charge because he was a felon. That's exactly right because he was a felon. But the issue is, how does that apply to this supreme the appellate court saying no, you cannot find him liable under the circumstances for uh, um, possessing this gun? We'll be right back. Unanswered questions answered after this on Radio Law Talk and on RadioLawTalk.com. Like, how will they perform a mammogram when I'm in a wheelchair? Plus, I worried about how cancer would affect my husband and caregivers. But friend, if you have a disability like me, It's important that you not let these concerns deter you from being evaluated by a medical professional. Speak with your doctor about the importance of mammograms and self-exams, and then visit disabilitycampaign.org to download free resources on breast cancer prevention tips, including how to prepare for a mammogram when you have a disability. Again, that's disabilitycampaign.org. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
this is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny section just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, no spruce her up, just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was asked a quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable. Things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. lettyandcompany.com. pay my fee i'll take your case you're listening to radiolawtalk.com and now back to your host frederick penny radio law talk i love that uh, that uh, <laughs> like todd said uh, that's not really true but it's a little girl talking <laughs> those are all puns those are all puns so anyway we're back to the san francisco case uh, and i laid it out for you so i don't have to go over it again that the issue is and again, again we have Todd Cunin here, who's a former prosecutor for DA's office in Tennessee and in California and is now a criminal defense lawyer. Uh, Denise, I do personal injury and Denise does uh, family law. But it's very interesting how the law works in this case. It's, by the way, so it was overturned. The one, uh, only the one thing they found him guilty of, which is possession, was overturned by the appellate court on a 3-0, which is pretty rare to get all of them to agree. And us three lawyers, no matter what your political affiliation is, they definitely kind of messed up the prosecution here. And how did that happen, Todd? What what happened? Okay, so here is the instruction. Now, this is in California. This is the instruction from the what they call CalCrims, which is a set of jury instructions that apply to all the different offenses. This is what the judge reads to the jury. Now, the first part of what I'm going to tell you is what the judge tells the jury the prosecution has to prove. Now, mind you, every element that the prosecution has to prove has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So, the people have to prove that the defendant, Mr. Zarate, possessed a firearm. Okay, now possession can be holding it. Okay, two that he knew that he was in possession of a firearm, and three that he had previously been convicted of, of a felony that prevented him or had a condition that prevented him from possessing it. So the first issue here is whether or not the prosecution proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Zarate knew 
that he was in possession of a firearm. Now, the facts here are that he picked up a T-shirt, didn't know what it was, and it went off. Okay? The prosecution's argument is he had to have known what it was because the only way it could have gone off was if he pulled the trigger, if there was a trigger pull, and even if he couldn't see it through the T-shirt, the trigger pull would have been enough to let him know that he was in possession of a firearm, and so that is enough there. Unless he picked it up and, oh, and went, oh what is this? Good click. Oh, that's, that's what that's he did, right. and then he threw it down. Yeah. And, well, and that, that's the claim of the defense. Yeah. That that's is. not a point of fact. That's the claim of the defense, right? right. Now, now, again, the prosecution has to prove these elements beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, if the prosecution has proven that a person, or if the judge believes there's sufficient evidence to meet this burden, then the defense is entitled to the following instruction about momentary possession. And what the judge would read the jury is, look, if you find that he possessed a firearm, it is not a violation of law if the defense can establish the following, that he possessed the firearm for only a momentary or transitory period, and that he only possessed it with the intention of destroying, abandoning, or disposing of it, and he didn't, lastly, intend to prevent law enforcement officials from doing this, uh, from taking the firearm. Or really didn't even know that it was yes. in there. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, the prosecution has to prove its elements beyond a reasonable doubt, but the defendant only has to reach the preponderance standard to prove his defense. Which is? Which is, if the jury basically 51% believes the defendant... Right. Then, then his defense works. Now, the problem with this case and what went up on appeal is that the defense wanted this instruction. They wanted this instruction about momentary possession as a defense, and the judge didn't give it. To the jury, you mean? He didn't give it to the jury. And the reason why was the prosecution argued that because it required a trigger pull to fire the gun, then it was more than just possessing the gun with the intent to destroy, abandon, or otherwise get rid of it, and that it was transitory. It was too long of an instance because the trigger would have had to have been pulled, and the judge agreed with them. And, and in my opinion, I think the appellate court got it right. I know that people are going to be angry because of the outcome and what happened with her, but really, I think that Prosecutors have to be careful of this. If you win a case by prevailing on a very questionable legal argument, what are you really doing to the integrity of your conviction? Because you're just opening it up for appeal down the road. No case should ever be won, in my opinion, in a criminal case. No case should ever be won because the prosecutor has a silver tongue, because they could, you know, sell sand to people that live on a beach, because they could sell ice to Alaskans. Evidence should be what prevails in a case because of the consequence of that. The defense attorney can be all smooth all they want. You can be smooth in civil cases all you want, but in a criminal case, it's the evidence. And if the evidence is that there might have been transitory possession, trust the jury, let them figure it out. That's what we have the criminal, that's what we have this for. Just my take on and, it. And I think that's interesting because my evidence would be Kate Steinle still dead at the hand of a person who was in the country illegally and had been ordered to be out of the country five times. The core argument is not whether he had the gun, but if he were not in the city where he didn't belong in the first place by law, could this have even happened? But he and was. I, but, 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 but he was. But you can see yeah. where you right. would. You know, yeah, I, right. I, I you agree. can't re, you know, remake the facts. That's yes. the problem. Yeah. I, it I, is what it is. Right, I, but, agree with, I agree with what you're saying wholeheartedly, Cal. I understand that that's the sentiment. Right. And that's why you know, we've talked before in this. Uh, we've talked before on Radio Law Talk in California, and every state has their own about relevancy for certain evidence, right? And when it comes to a felon being in possession of a firearm, the only relevant evidence on that specific charge is this: 
did they, are they a felon that prevents them from having a firearm, and did they possess one, and did they know they possessed it? The stuff about being an illegal alien and not a, should have been in the country, that has nothing to do with this right. specific charge, even though in the grand scheme of things, absolutely, but on this specific charge, the court has to keep that out because the jury just has to decide those three things, and, and not be tainted by, you know, the bad conduct of the defendant that's not relevant it, it, to the act. Which is what I get for thinking like a layman, because that's how most people who are not lawyers and judges and propeller heads and, you know, all of that would think about it. And right? that's why yeah, there's so much outcry about the appellate court's decision in this case, because people look at it the way you just did. At the end of the day, there's a there's a beautiful woman, regardless of how she looked, but there's a woman who's dead, a family who's deprived of a daughter, uh, a daughter, sister, whatever, and it happened at the hands of somebody that was in the country illegally. There's just something wrong, and, and that might be true. All but of that may be true, but it's not what happened. It's not the issue that, on this specific that, case. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a priest that picked up the t-shirt and accidentally set off the gun and then threw it down and and Absolutely. Then there would be no nothing but, but of that. But to use your rhetoric, but it wasn't. The facts are the facts. Yes. It wasn't a priest. It wasn't a Boy Scout. Right. It was right. But it doesn't matter. See, that's what you're trying to say, Cal. <laughs> right. Where it's wrong. That I'm saying is that has no relevance on what exactly happened. Just because, and I'm jumping on both. We're jumping on both. Just because you're not there legally in this, in that place, doesn't mean he's guilty. If I go to France and I forget that my visa ran and I'm there illegally and this happens to me, I sure hope that they look at whatever I did as just that specific act, not that I was illegal. Have you ever in, argued in a, but, but, in a case, Fred, I'm sorry, but, where you say, well, if this client hadn't been speeding and arrived at that intersection when he did in an illegal manner, then this accident wouldn't have occurred. Has that argument ever come up? You always argue. You, you always argue, argue everything. That. You argue everything. <laughs> no. But, but, but that doesn't matter. But, yeah. but I, on the other side, that's, that's why I say that this has no relevance on with that. I know what you're doing. Let me just want to finish this, Todd. I know we got uh, 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to talk about this. But it, it comes down to this. Everyone's upset because he had just got out, which he shouldn't have been out because of a sanctuary city issue. And that's the big, that's another issue. And really quickly, Cal, this isn't over for Mr. Zarate because your claim that you talked about is a federal claim, which he is still talking about under 18 U.S. Code 922. An illegal alien cannot be in possession of a firearm, and that has yet to be tried. Right. So this isn't over. Right. He, even and if that's he gets a federal off, issue. Yes. If he gets off on the state court, the feds are after him. Yes. And, and so, yeah, those of you who are upset about this, uh, the feds are coming. So anyway, we had a great hour. It was fun. We had a lot of things to talk about. It was interesting. It was informative. And sometimes we, we play around. But we'll talk to you next hour. If we if your station is not covering us, go to live, www.radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. Thanks for turning on Radio Law Talk. There's another hour to come as we stream live on radiolawtalk.com. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.